I'm looking at you like this, can you still hear me fine? Why do you have to look at me all the time or something? Look at when I'm talking, you know what I mean? Right, actually, I'm going to have some spin around. Bum, 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 Right, I'm better like this because I'm just looking at my hands instead. Have at. You got me? I'm in, yes? Have at. Right. You get me. Do you want to open it, Aras? Do you want to? Alright. Like old times. I mean, not like old times, because we didn't do this before. Mate, fuck off, we're getting a proper introduction. <laughs> Sorry. This is the first one. It needs to be, hello, everybody. This is whatever. This is, I'm with whatever. And well, well if, if we're going to do an introduction, will you shut your pipe hole then? Oh, Jesus. Sorry, I was a bit. <laughs> we're recording. Yeah, we're oh, recording. Fuck <laughs> what a fucking tragedy. Right, go. <laughs> All right, welcome to the Three Strikes podcast. Here Ugh. in the studio, you have me, Ara Serenian, Michael Iverson. Hello, how's it going? You alright, lad? <laughs> James May. <laughs> how's it going, folks? Uh, not too bad. Hashtag the Mac is back. Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New ha- Year. Happy belated New Year. It's, 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 yeah, it's, we're almost in February. but <laughs> Happy know. February, yeah, nearly. First podcast of 2019, so Happy New Year, officially. Um, uh, nice, good to be back. Yeah, for those who don't know, we tried this first semester. Trial run, we'll call it. Just yeah, a bit of practice. pilot. Practicing waters. Yeah, exactly what it was. Just so you gotta do, like you know, you gotta. For it, yeah, and now we're we're back, but we're officially just calling it a start, aren't we? So I mean, you, right, what is it to say? Start. You can't, you can't, um, don't try to run before you walk or something like that. You gotta walk before you can run. Aye, yeah. aye, that, that's a better and way. We were walking it. last semester, and now we're running live, like Mo Farah. Well, not live, but like, yeah, exactly. We are running, and we will try not to trip and fall on our faces. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what the essential overview is, three UNC exchange students documenting our time here, talking about what's going on, college sports, campus, the lot. And each week, uh, one of, each of us come in with a different statement. And it can be a controversial one or just relevant to what's going on. And then we have to convince each other why we're right. And essentially just bring some information to the table, and get people thinking, get each other uh, thinking and challenging. I can't you know? wait yeah. to get in the heated debates with you two clowns. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna pull each other's heads off. I'm gonna hate you. Yeah, no, like you probably will, because I am. I'm gonna talk some serious shit. Like. I'm gonna have to stop seeing you through the week, just like an hour, just just this, an hour to an hour and a half a week will well, do me. Just I've already adopted the Kobe Bryant mentality, and I'm not gonna smell at you guys. You're not gonna want smile. You're not gonna smile. I bet you no twenty emoting. quid that I make you smile at the end of this podcast. Look, you're smiling already. <laughs> Game set match. <laughs> and then obviously as well, the whole with us being exchange students, the accents. So. Got James from Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. Yeah, got myself from Newcastle upon Tyne. Hot way, man. People's capital of the UK. And then we've got Ares, who's got, well, international school accent. Mr. Yeah. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide himself, innit? It's not Pitbull. It's Ares. It's Ares. Just me. Just Turkish me. slash Czech slash everywhere. Slash can speak about seven languages. Yeah. And we struggle with English. So I see how speak goes. one, and when I speak English, people don't understand me, so... I got asked, I told you this, didn't I? I got asked if my first language was English by a taxi driver. That's right. So nah, bad, nah, man, so bad. No, nah, I get better than that. I, I told somebody that I was from Ireland and they thought it was near Africa, so... <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that was a good one. I mean, it's not. Yeah. I'm not going to say who or in what establishment I was in when I was asked said question. Yeah. Sure. We're not going to refer to anywhere by names. We're going to wait until they come to us, sponsor the podcast, and then That's we can right. talk about them by name, yeah. So, the way this works... We're the three strikes, three strikes, yep. three statements, Yep. plenty of strikes to go around, plenty What's of this? punishments to go around. Oh yes, the punishments, hello. Right, so we're going to, yeah, so we bring it in, 
So like, I'm, I'm going to start this week with my statement. I'll bring that in. And I've got to convince you that I'm right and get you to agree with me. And Sorry, we're not at home. What do you mean? <laughs> it's not yous. It's y'all. Oh, shit. Pick right. it up, bruv. Shit. Yeah, so we've got to try and convince you that I'm right. And then you obviously move on to Ares or James. And then they've got to convince us. And essentially the minority is penalised with a strike. So say it's a 2v1. The individual who disagrees gets a strike. Three strikes in a podcast. Some form of punishment. I guess we address that when we get to it. Is it if you get three or whoever has the most? No, three in a podcast, we'll say. Three in a podcast. Because otherwise that would happen every week. And, and it's gonna probably get not proper, creative enough to have punishments It's going to get proper spicy when the, when the, when the yeah. punishments come in. Yeah. But um, yeah, to uh, address how a strike is given out, basically um, the Supreme Court has uh, d- drafted a document. Have you? It's like the second constitution. That's a the podcast constitution. Right, yeah. How to receive un strike. And that would be... Well, par example, like the First Amendment on this constitution would be like, if somebody is chatting shit and their facts are wrong, oh, right, okay. they are getting a strike. So if you can call somebody out... And some if you can like, call like somebody bullshit, out... Yeah. Right. Okay, that works. Uh, okay. Yeah, so basically know what you're talking about. That's probably fair. That's fair. A lot of it's opinionated though, so... Oh, we'll, manage, thing, we'll manage, we'll manage. The, right. thing, the thing is, f- like fundamentally, the strikes are being given out if you cannot convince the other person. Essentially, yeah. But because... Obviously, we're not going to make mistakes because we're all very intelligent human beings. Like, and just the constitution yep. <laughs> is just there to keep us in check. Right, got you. Okay, and we so can add to it as we go along. We will be adding yeah. an amendments. Cool. Unlike the US. Oh, controversial. Who, leave that. You take out, about. Leave it out. Yeah, I'll stop. <laughs> right, shall I open with my my statement for the day? Then, what, what I'm going to try ahead. and convince you for? Hit me with your inaugural. worst. Okay, so topic number one is. I think New Year, the celebration of New Year, is massively overrated, and I would even argue almost irrelevant. I disagree. I disagree, but we'll okay, give you, well we'll that, give you an opportunity to so, convince us. Obviously, Christmas break back in the UK, a lot of hype around it. My friend has a 21st birthday the same day, so it's become somewhat a big celebration. And don't get me wrong, had a very fun night, but the whole thing of the weeks building up to it, people planning to come and visit from like around the country, his friends from scattered around, they were like, oh, we're going to come up for New Year. Uh, everyone travels up he gets his house all organised uh, it's a black tie thing which is fun I like dressing up but like there's the whole thing of spending like an hour, like half an hour to an hour getting ready the girls would have spent a while getting ready dresses, makeup and stuff you know like everybody puts an effort to go to like a formal thing you're going on through the night you're getting drunk all in anticipation for this big oh yes it's a new year I can't wait the countdown comes 10, 9, 8 everyone's going crazy 3, 2, 1 happy new year that's it all of that build up, weeks of preparation, anticipation, can't wait for the new year, and it's over like like that. It's I just think it's it's just it's not worth anything. Yeah, and then, then, m- and what changes? You go into a new year, what's different apart from you put a nine on the end of twenty two like two zero one it's, nine? It's a, it's a good thing though, like it's an opportunity for someone to refresh, to make resolutions, to make changes. But my my argument to go would off be, the drink for a month. My argument would be that if you um. If you want to change something about yourself, you don't have to wait until the calendar changes. Just yeah, but I'm it. saying for like, like some, like for Joe Blogs who is a lazy shite. Yeah. And like, if everyone around him is making these resolutions, and like Joe Blogs is going to be sitting there and he's going to be like, "No, I'm not going to eat that seventh donut today." <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> I'm going to go to the donuts. gym. I'm going to lose weight. I think no, it's a good thing. I, I think that my main reason for thinking it's massively overrated is I, I'm very much of the opinion that if you want to just change something about yourself, just do it. Don't wait for a new year to do it. Like I know it's kind of like you can claim it's like a fresh start and stuff, but you get two days in and what's changed? Nothing's changed. 
It's just a, it literally just a calendar for me. Yeah, but like you were talking there about how like oh, there's a countdown and then that's just it. But it is. Everyone. Well, it's like the same as like a wedding. You know, it's like you count down like the wedding happens and that's just it. Like you could say that about anything. Yeah, yeah, but yeah exactly. Like, you could say that about absolutely. Oh, we're counting but down do you not to find uh, that, like a New Year's thing kind Super of Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, that's it's over, right? But do you not think it kind of phases out afterwards? So like, it just kind of it happens, and then after that the party's over. If you go to a party till like two or three, you're at a party till two or three, you're going hard, you're having a good night. In New Year, I feel like you've cut the countdown, you've said your New Year's, everyone's gone by half twelve. It just kind of just kind of really? cuts out. I don't, I don't know. know, it doesn't really go out. I don't know, I think you've me, just no? had a, a very rec- recently, you've had a bad New Year's experience. As <sighs> in like, you had a sh- bad night out for some reason. No, it was a good night, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it, but I just think, yeah, a lot of hype around it. Maybe it's because it was a black tie and it was kind of people travelling around the country. Are, so. you, are you saying... The night itself, as in like New Year's Eve, or are you talking about like New Year's in general, as in like the opportunity like for a fresh start? I, because yeah. if you're talking about going out on New Year's Eve, I do somewhat agree that that is massively overrated. But in terms of the event itself, I don't think it's overrated. I think it's actually quite a good thing. I'm saying that, that the whole celebration around it is the overrated part. And the, I mean, the fresh start thing, the New Year's resolutions, I also think are a bit... Uh, my, my basically my opinion is if you want to change something don't wait till new year just do it yeah okay I, I agree that, I agree that you can like just do it on your own initiative yeah like I think I think that just like the idea of like a new year attaches like a cleansing like aspect to it like it it just feels like fresh but then I, like the celebration I mean I saw I celebrate it like completely differently yeah. like I just spend time at home and like spend it with my family like close circle and like to be honest, the way you feel about New Year's, I feel a little bit about like Christmas. Like Christmas comes, you have like the Christmas dinner, and like I used to look forward to this much more when I get yeah. like presents and stuff. And I'd like wait. Whoa, 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 what do you mean, Miss? What do I mean? By why, what? why did you look forward to Christmas more when you were younger? Well, because like when you're when you're a kid, like part of Christmas is like being excited about getting like a new box of Legos or like oh mate Lego yeah like class the new Xbox game or something praying that Santa would walk into my room you know so <laughs> <laughs> I care about Christmas like, you know, I just want to meet Santa sorry wrong room sorry mate <laughs> <laughs> and so like I don't know with New Year's like I always look forward to like the massive meal that we have like my like my dad will bring yeah so much oh. food that like 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 way too much food like the, the the fridge will be like stuffed like there's way too much and like does that mean no the, the, like the healthy the table? new year's resolution starts on the 2nd of january in your house is it <laughs> exactly see no that's not well, it should well, be that, well, no it shouldn't we're, if we're doing new year's resolution celebrate, to start on the celebrate ready right don't start on the second you january. are right in the sense that like people should go off their own initiative if they want to change something they should just do it yeah but do you not think like have like uh, an event that creates an uh, an excuse for like so many people or gives so many people a reason to change something or do something better is is, is a bad thing okay no i'm gonna agree with you and i'll say no it's not i like there is the like, celebration might be a bit overrated but like the, the whole going out and yeah. drinking with your mate side of it might be a bit overrated because like everyone wants to go out New Year's Eve but yeah. I think the actual holiday itself or a holiday whatever you want to call it event yeah, is a good thing but then obviously you've got the celebrations around the country like London the entire Thames has got like fireworks going off and stuff right like everyone's out in mad crowds freezing cold crammed in just to watch like mm. 
the fireworks and oh, it's like a new year. Is it, is it really worth all that? I'm gonna go deeper. Imagine, imagine there's no such thing as like New Year. Well, the celebration. Of yeah, it. there's no there's so like we just so say we just done. Oh, this is day one, day two, day three. And just forever. What day would we be on now? Like, oh, like uh, how many how many days? Two thousand and eighteen times three hundred yeah. sixty-five. Yeah, imagine before it. Like. Yeah, I'm some saying. Imagine like how annoying that would be. Like, oh, write write down the date. Like, it's handy to write down the date. Like six numbers. Imagine like having to write down one billion seven hundred and okay, twenty-eight right. hundred thousand. You know. So you're coming at it as if like New Year's like a logical thing for a. Calendar. Yeah, well, imagine it didn't exist. Like, well, I mean, it has to be logical because it's based on. Yeah, thanks. Like man. it was created, <laughs> it was created to bring order. All right, okay. So is is that imagine? Imagine being so disoriented. Imagine, even, imagine you didn't even know what dead was. I don't most of the time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, okay. So I'll go for yeah. I mean, I guess my statement was kind of broad in terms of so then just making thing. you think about it in a different way. So I know I, I do like the idea of you saying the fresh start thing. Actually, I do kind of get that, but I'm, I'm still very much of the opinion that don't wait till the new year. To change yourself, as uh, that's like a soundbite in itself, and I like, get that on like, <laughs> any, like web motivational websites and stuff. Um, and then every day is a new day. Yeah, mate. <laughs> get up and just do it. What's all the shit that's like? <laughs> if you don't live your life, who will? Is that like Rihanna or something? Like, fuck off. Well, <laughs> well, like just Rihanna? The, the shitty motivational quotes where there's like a beach in the background and it's in that curly font. Have you ever speaking of motivational quotes? Have you ever had one as your lock screen? Um, oh God, no, no, I no. I don't know. bro. I, like I did. I had one there recently. I yeah. recently. Oh, no. no, the thing is, like, I had it, but like, I didn't want anyone else to see that I had it. Ah, right, you just you know want it for yourself. Mine is watch the story Morning Glory album cover. There you go. That's there my you go. background. Right, so Michael Ivesons brought up. Okay, is, yeah. There's number one. Yeah. He's brought up a statement. So the statement. Repeat. Un statement. So the statement was that the celebration of New Year is overrated. And you and Ares, I'm going to ask you, do you agree or disagree based on what we have just spoken I about? I strongly disagree. Oh. <laughs> I'm sinking you, bruv. I know, yeah. <laughs> I, to be honest, I, I, I'm definitely not as passionate about it as when I first opened. That's the that. thing. That's, yeah. the, that's what's healthy about that is, debate. That is the wonder of debate, yeah. That is what's healthy. So, Michael Iveson, strike one, sir. Steer yeah, right yourself. one. Yeah, you've got the first strike. Do you agree or disagree? I disagree, bruv. It's okay, like, that's 2v1. Well, that's two strikes then. If I do like two that, strikes. Huh? Is that right? No, we just do. Oh, just nah. the one. Okay, just the one. Okay, so just because right. right, you the brought up something and oh, you didn't yeah. back yourself, I even though you claim to back yourself all the time. Yeah, I backed. I backed. Always back yourself. Always going about the celebration side. I think the night itself is overrated, but I get the fr the fresh star thing. Okay, fine. I I'll reason with you and say I I've had my mind changed there. All right, there we go. All right. Who's the next victim? Go on, Alex. Do you want to go next? Do you want to go next? Do you want to do rock, paper, scissors? See who's next or what? All right, let's do oh, it. yeah, let's do rock, paper, scissors on a fucking audio podcast so where no one can see, see the no, rock, paper, scissors. Go, is, it is it necessary that people can see the rock, paper, scissors? All right, happening? I'm going to describe what happened. I'm going to commentate this rock, paper, scissors, okay? All right, all right. Are we actually doing it? Yeah, we're doing it. Okay, RS, right hand. Hold on, right, right. Well, right, okay. There is. Paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. See, this is why I wanted to clarify this. There is no inter. There should be, but there is no internationally renowned <laughs> rules for rock paper scissors. Because some people go rock paper scissors. They go on the scissors. I, I go on scissors as and, well. Yeah. But this this geezer here is just going and shoot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like you know they say scissors paper rock here. Yeah. I'm just like ah, you're joking. Yeah. Seriously, mental. That's fucked. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Arms out. Right, hold I'm on here. Commentate. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move me. We're doing one round. Move me. So make me phone. Now we'll do. We'll do. We'll do one round. But if I lose, we're doing best out of three. All right. Okay. I'm commentary then. So if I lose, we're doing best out of three. 
No. <laughs> I'm a little rusty. I'm a, right. Going and shoot. All right. Yeah, we're gonna shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Uh, James oh, right, plays scissors, Ours uh, plays paper. Uh, well, what does that mean? Uh, well, you get to choose who goes next. I go ahead, Ours. You can go yeah, next. Okay, <laughs> 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 oh, right. It was already us two <laughs> telling <laughs> you to go anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, statement number two. Shoot. Boom. 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 Being a celebrity athlete on American college campuses sucks. Ooh. Ooh, Hot saucy. Take. Hot take. Saucy. So Luke May. Luke May. Come Ooh. here, brother. <laughs> so. Did a little bit of research. Nice. And I thought about it. At first, I was like, "Why would it suck?" Y- you're Luke May. Walk up to the bagel shop. Are we using Luke May here as an example? If I yeah, just specific, not specifically him, but as like a just like as yeah, a okay, token. right, got you. And like by the way, I don't have like a thing for Luke May. It's just that's the only UNC basketballer that I know. So because <laughs> you have the same surname as him, yeah. and it is because he's the same surname as me. So. You I don't fancy Luke Merrin. Just gonna. Oh, this yeah. isn't. It's just gonna clarify. Like I have no. A megalomania attachment. Uh, yeah. yeah, we'll go with that. So, do you Luke Mayer is pretend desirous on nights out to pull birds? <laughs> well, maybe he doesn't have to because he is oh, a well, college athlete. Right. Well, okay. here we yeah. go. Exactly. Nice way of bringing the conversation back. Maybe we're good. <laughs> so I was thinking, why would it suck? Like everyone, everyone like admires you, respects you, knows who you are. Like, I mean. Like, people adore you. They're cheering for you, all that. Yeah. Like, they're celebrities. They're literally celebrities. But then I thought about it a bit more, did my research. So I realized that these guys' lives are constantly under scrutiny. In what? What do you mean? They're always being watched. Things, they they can't go out and be normal people like us. They're athletes. But that does not apply to all celebrities. Why specifically college campus? With I feel like with athletes, there's a lot more like pressure attached because you're an athlete, so you have to behave all the time. Yeah, you're like a spokesperson. You're like you're representing your college. Like you gotta keep a good look. So I was looking. And there's this guy who played for Duke. His name was Fuck off. Fuck Duke. <laughs> he played for Duke. His name was Reggie Love. He's right. now he was the the bodyguard of Barack Obama. What? So this guy made it. Like he, he was, he or he is. This he is was, after. He was. Like I think he's he's not his body bodyguard anymore. Okay. Okay. Um, but once he got very drunk at a frat party at UNC. Right. Fire played him, and he basically passed out on the couch, and a bunch of UNC frat boys started like drawing stuff on his face Ooh. and teabagging him. <laughs> and this Sounds came like out. Frat boys. This came out on social media. And people found out about this. And so Love was like, sort of like interrogated and like harassed about this when he became Obama's like bodyguard. People started asking questions. And then I thought about it a bit more. And, and this applies to mainly football and basketball, I'd say. Um, and even though they're like scrutinized so intensely, if you think about it, like the, the athletes aren't actually that integrated into the campus. Like, you'll see Kobe White walking around. You'll see Luke May walking around. But, like, I mean, it's not that common to see them. It's like seeing a unicorn, kind of. <laughs> like, it's a, they, they're not that involved in anything else going on on the school. Yeah. And that can partially be because they're representing the school. So they have to be careful about what they say. They can't be, like, activists or anything like that. Right. And so a lot of these, like, student-athletes actually end up feeling a little bit isolated. 
especially especially the African American ones, who feel like they can't assimilate with their white college peers, but mm. they also don't have a connection to their African American college peers because they're always in the same circle. And that circle is that team of players. Exactly. Right. Um, I don't know. I I'm thinking of so you're you're saying some of the drawbacks and I do agree, like when, when you have uh, fame, uh, you're being you're scrutinized. Yeah. And um you lose somewhat you lose some of your freedom. Mm. But think of the think of the upsides of, of being a college athlete, right? Think about it. Um You're in NBA spotlight for a start. A lot of these athletes rate scholarships. Am I right? Not all. I, I imagine a lot of them. I imagine they don't pay fees. I'd say we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna generalize. I'm gonna say the typical college college athlete. Yeah, like the, well, the financial benefit is what you're coming out here. And the networking. Yeah. They get different scholarships though, and they get so th- they may not necessarily get a full scholarship, for example. The pop. You see, and it, it all depends. I think on how the athlete like can how how they can deal with that if they're like but then again like that's that's they have to consider that when they're making the decision you know like if 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 being a college athlete sucked why is it so many people's aspiration well because i think what people are like clinging on to is that hope that like something comes out of it like you're hoping that you make the nba the fact of the matter is though that like a lot of these athletes aren't going to end up making the NBA. Yeah, but they're doing what they love. Like, Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think if you're that passionate about a sport and that you go to college to do it and you're that high level to do it, like you, obviously they're playing all the time, right? They wouldn't do it if they didn't enjoy the sport. So to be able to, even if they're not going to become an NBA star, to live the life almost of an NBA, like an NBA-like star for a few years and be a kind of local celebrity, yeah. play what, do what they love constantly, just kind of slide through college and then network like they do. I can't. Also, I, I don't, that definitely I don't think the fame, like, you know, you're, I know what you're saying about how like they can't, they don't have total freedom, so like they couldn't go down to Bob's and like a Wednesday night or any other pub or bar on Franklin Street. We're not favouring. Yes, any. of course. Yeah. So we're I think it's just because we saw them at Bob's once. We, yeah. Yeah. They they couldn't go down like a game coming up and just go on the beer and go and like and drink away and eat shitty food in front of people because yes, as what happened that day, they are under the watchful eye of everyone on campus pretty much yeah mm. so i'm gonna i'm gonna look at another i think it's well. worth it though I, I i don't know i i, well, I get what you're saying but the other thing is like okay so like they're doing what they love and like they get to live in those moments like in that moment of like like a high status like everyone like everyone like respects them and all that and like you'd think that they're connected but like the fact of the matter is that like a lot of these guys come from like abject poverty like they don't come from like very good backgrounds. Is that right? Yeah. So like a lot of these guys are actually also just in there so that they can like provide for their families. I think. Yeah. Right? Like if they join the NBA, they can eventually like provide. They okay. become the like main provider. Again, a lot of these guys don't end up making it. And I mean, even in the NFL, maybe like more people get drafted, but it's still like it's a certain like crop of people who still make it. What what I'm interested in is the the, the isolation point you make. So do you think? These athletes sometimes feel lonely, or I think do maybe you, do you, like I don't know, man. I, I like 
I feel as if anyone on a campus can become isolated. I agree with that. And another thing with a an athlete is that if they're playing basketball, football, they're in a team environment. That's also true. Surrounded by people on a daily basis. So like I don't in know the exact same position. Like well, yeah. Whereas, like, if somebody if somebody came and was like maybe a bit awkward or like, and they came and like they struggle to make friends, like they they'd probably be isolated too. I don't think isolation is something that we can attribute or like associate with being a college athlete. You know what I'm saying? I think one thing worth emphasizing as well is that on this campus, it is mainly the basketball. Which we refer to the basketball team. Yeah, that's what I'm. I don't know any football players. I don't know any like soccer players or anything. But you got you got to remember we're international students as well. Okay, that's true. Um, but I think as well. So, one one like weird way to look at it is that I think the reason. So obviously they go around and get recognised everywhere. I honestly think the main reason for that is like. So you you imagine other celebrities outside of college. They can walk around. They put sunglasses and a hat on, and people probably double look and go, "Is that them?" No, maybe not. Mm. These guys are all like six foot seven, six foot ten, yeah. six foot eight. Like, you can't like, even if you have sunglasses and a cap, you see someone that tall, like like physically well built, and it's like. Yeah, that's one of the basketball team and then you look close and you see who it is that actually I think that's probably one of the hardest parts about it here's another thing I'll add into the fold so we're like UNC is a very liberal campus I'd say so like here I'd say it's probably like a more positive experience overall yeah. like um, I think the athletes are like backed pretty well here and all that imagine if you're somewhere like in the middle of like America, what like a city or like a small like outside the city, like I don't know. Well, like like Central America, Idaho, right, or like Ohio, places where say like racism is slightly more prevalent. There's a lot of college campuses like that, right, where you still have like incidents of racism. Um, students who are maybe say not so good things about black people you right, know okay. like associations like that generally just a bit more like segregation a, a like separation bit. and so i think there the isolation might apply a lot more firstly because you're not able to maybe um connect with people that you're more inclined to like befriend so more african-americans um for certain african-american basketball players that who are usually the majority like the majority makeup of a of a basketball team right okay um i don't know i'm gonna like from a personal perspective here i can't see i think the kind of benefits of playing varsity sport being recognized around campus and generally just being like if you were a guy that you could walk around and people would be like he'd have a positive interaction with every single person i'm the kind of person i'm like and i'm like outgoing guy if I was to have that with and, and know that I could have that with everybody, I'd feel like, incredibly comfortable, very welcome, and I just think in general I just slot in fine. So that's a person. That's, that's a personal you. perspective on things. But I think if you're an extrovert who feel who knows that they could feel comfortable in like any social situation they put themselves in, and you know that those situations are going to come up a lot because of how well known you are, I think that would slot in my dynamic absolutely fine. Well, don't I? I get like I can see why it might suck. Like sometimes, if you're in a routine of wake up training 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 more training like there's some sometimes you just want to sit down like right fuck this you know like it must come it must cross them basketballers yeah. brains of some same with anything when you get too much it's human nature when you get too much of anything you get 
what is it diminishing marginal returns yeah. to mm-hmm. like utility or consumption Oof. or whatever you want to call it big terms <laughs> it's like yeah like the more you get a something like as like each the, the marginal benefit from each additional thing unit or whatever it, it, it is it gets smaller so with basketball i'm sure like at some stage like somebody's gonna be sitting there thinking oh fuck this <laughs> yeah let me do something else. Sorry, when this uh, when this podcast takes off, we'll live lives of local <laughs> celebrities, and then we can see for ourselves. So you know. What I mean? Well, I like I feel as if with 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 accents and that. Yeah. I already consider myself to be a bit of a local celebrity Ooh. anyway. You know. <laughs> you know, what I, mean? like, I I Big can name I, on campus. I can deal with it. All right, you know, I, I'm I'm coping with it. Okay. Hum- humble guy as well. Yeah, say, I, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like just. Liz modest. I know. Yeah. Nah, I'm a fucking local celebrity. <laughs> no chance. All right, are we gonna? Do you want to have a little vote on that then? Yeah. Let's let's. Ah. Shall I eat it, James? Oh, he's he's hitting his head off the microphone. Have you got your? Have you made your mind up? I have. I'm going to say that I disagree. However, if you're the minority, I will not give you a strike because I think it's an incredibly valid point, and I I think it's very subjective. But I personally think that the benefits of being a campus celebrity and living the life that they do absolutely outweighs the um the kind of the minor I, I say minor struggles for different people different like struggles but i think the life of that is far superior so i'm going to disagree with you that's kind of you you you've took the words out of my mouth tell you what i i am going to disagree at the end of the day but i some i somewhat feel guilty for disagreeing because yeah, it is same, quite yeah. it is a it was a fucking fantastic question like you know and you've mean? done your research it's a good statement there, yeah so yeah i'm i'm going to disagree with you but um yeah i'm not going to give you a strike yeah, well, yeah, well, so we're yeah. going to we're go- that's that's an incident of when you've been left you're uh, off the hook yeah your your preparation then kind of the point you've made after that was you know, was really good but also a quick question you know the boy who is the bodyguard what was his mm. name Reggie Love. So was he, uh, oh, he, was, was he a college sports player at the time yeah, of this frack thing? Yeah, he was a basketball thing? player. So he was a basketball player and then he went on to become a bodyguard of Barack Obama and then it came out that he'd had that experience. Yeah, exactly. Fuck, man, that's it bad, m- eh? It kind of sucks. It mustn't period. have been that bad at the time then if he still got employed. Well, yeah, but... By the, the pre- fucking president. Uncom- like, yeah, exactly. It's an uncomfortable experience, you know? Like, imagine when you're, like, under under that sort of, like, pressure where people suddenly know things about your life that you don't maybe want them to. Yeah. yeah okay. Like, it's not that Again, bad, that applies ultimately. in yeah, the entire, like, popular um, culture now. Also, do you think maybe um, in the modern day that it, it um, it's... Athletes might be more... Or, like, being a student-athlete could suck uh, because of, like, social media and, like, Absolutely. the scrutiny. And I was going to talk about that but I felt like I was maybe gonna like go on for too long. Yeah, well, that's that's the version away from the because you know, we're we're obviously talking about in the present, but um, maybe back in the day, like yeah. if if you asked me this mm-hmm. question before, like Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat and all that bullshit was made, um, I would absolutely totally disagree with you, and you probably wouldn't even be thinking it in the first yeah. place. Yeah, mm. it's a funny old thing. Yeah, I think social media is, is like a microcosm for the entire thing. So I think in talking about what we have, that kind of generalizes social media anyway because everyone just assumes that yeah. that's what you're referring to in a lot of the cases so. yeah right do you want to get on to james now yeah let's go so right, we'll okay. we still both the disagree we both disagree but we're not giving you yeah a we're not giving a strike a, a very very close one it was a good point okay right um james. my i actually wish i'd done more research in this question well sorry my <laughs> statement is that 21 is an appropriate age for Drinking alcohol legally. <laughs> is Oh, you've brought this to the is wrong table. Or is not. <laughs> is not. Is. You think is. that 21 should be the drinking age universally? Everywhere in the world? Or just in America? Right, okay. I think it is appropriate. 
in this country or would you say that 21 would be good in the UK not not assuming it see never this changed. is the thing yeah. right like we the reason the reason you're saying all oh, right and you're reacting the way you are is because we grew up in an environment where six or eight no, 16 hear me spot the spot the Irish kid <laughs> uh, 18 was the legal age to drink alcohol and the enforcement of the rule right right the reason why attitudes and stuff it's it's about the enforcement of the rule right yeah so like it's 18 in the uk but like if you're caught when you're 16 you get a slap on the wrist yeah it's 21 here but the enforcement of it uh some some something th- i think like like going to Obviously, because I grew up in a culture where it's all, it's all right to drink when you're like 16. Yeah. Um, the enforcement of like, or the punishment associated with underage drinking here is severe, and and that's because of the environment that I've grew up in. But if you take right to say, say we just generalize, you take a country right, and you set the legal drinking age to be 21. From the beginning. From, from the, the beginning, outside. right. So, like, you just take one country with everyone in it, and, like, it's, it's like, the health, the health benefits with it, and you think, look, look at the, the athletes, athletes in the UK, and Ireland is, like, drinking, because drinking is such a social norm, it's, like, even athletes are more inclined to do it, and here, like, the athletes are, oh, it's 21, it's in four, it's quite a strong, three years of, like, adulthood to focus on it another thing is like right it's so it's 18 in the uk that's why people think oh i'm 16 it's hard to drink now it's 21 yeah. here like people probably think oh i'm 18 now i'm oh, like it's probably all right to drink yeah. now and like you're older your body's more developed what is it the reason what's the the, the health benefits because the reason the saturday 18 is because mm-hmm. your liver's fully developed is that right mm. well that that's that that's what they claim that's why they say it yeah. and another thing is like Right, if you're a bit older and a bit wiser, right, see when you come and you start to drink alcohol, you see the amount of problems, like the amount of resources that are wasted. We're going back to the, going back to the health service in the UK of like these kids coming in and needing their stomachs pumped because they're trying to drink vodka and drink, drink beer and, and drink loads of it at 16. Whereas like I feel as if, if kids were a bit older, when, when they feel as if like, oh, sort of, it's all right to start drinking now. Right, but do you not think that the exposure, that kind of social culture, being able to drink at 18 when you become an adult kind of makes you like more the wiser or at least kind of matures you a little bit more? Because you see here that there's a very, very, very big difference between the people who go to bars and the people who go to frats. Mm. And obviously the frats kind of run the under-21 scene here because yeah. you can't get into bars, you have to go there and drink. And Yes, but that's because like of the enforcement yeah. of the law. And it's also, if you go to different... So, like, you go to a frat party and you see all these like, kids that are, like, 18 and they're all passed out in the sofa snow because they're, they're not exposed to drink at a younger age. Yeah. It's, but that's that's because, like, of the enforcement of it here, of the fact that that's because, like, it is so... Like, the the punishments associated with drinking yeah. underage here is... Yeah, it's the way it's looked upon, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, like, the way it's enforced. Uh, but I actually think, like, the the actual law like i think i think being closer to 21 when you start consuming alcohol is probably better for the human okay i'd i'd, I'd kind of back what you're saying there i think mm. yeah I, that's that's probably pretty Do you get sound, what i'm saying I, I get what you mean. that is a pretty sound point but i think i think the I, we're, obviously we're not operating under the assumption that people don't drink before they're 18 that people obviously drink before they come yeah. to college as well but nowhere near as prevalent as it is in the uk and europe right i mean like i don't think it's the actual age here it's the enforcement of it. Right. 
do you not think it has more to do with maybe how drinking cultures are established as well? Because, like... That's what I'm saying. So, like, when we say about the enforcement and the culture in the UK, in Ireland, in Europe, it's it's the actual culture and the enforcement that, like, creates the problems. But, like, like, if you strip that all away and take just a country, put people in it, mm. I think setting that at 21 and then people think, oh... They'll start drinking. Oh, even if the, if they're inclined to break rules, they're like, oh, I'm close to the 21 now. I'm 18. Oh, close enough to the drinking age to legally do it. Oh, fuck, it'll be all right. right. Whereas in the UK, it's like, it's, it's, it's 18. It's like, oh, fuck it. Like, I'm 16 now. It's going to be all right. Do you know what I mean? Not really. It's like, so like, right. So it's, if you strip away the, the take everything at face value a country where the law is 21 to drink okay, and no one's doing anything else of it but like 21. so you take 21. you take away like the, the, the culture you take away like how the how the rule the law is enforced hmm. and how the attitudes towards but how do you enforce the law then what how would you enforce the law if the drinking age is 21 yeah like how, how strict would you make it would it just be a case what of happens like if you, what happens if you drink underage I can't imagine this is what you considered in prep, I guess. But like, would it be as? Would you think it would be as strict as here? Would it be as strict as the UK? Would it be in the middle? That's what I'm saying. If you strip that all away. So I, obviously, I've co- I've grown up in a city right where like, it's drinking culture is social culture. It's massive. That's exactly like, uh, it, our social culture has literally been shaped by people going to pubs, bars, nightclubs, everything. Right. Mm. So I think that yeah, the reason I've come here and I absolutely hate the 21 thing is because when I got here, I wasn't 21. Yeah, that makes it's, sense. Like a, it's like a forbidden I, fruit that you used to have. Exactly, and it's kind of having. It's, it was almost like having something taken away from me. Whereas, mm. if you grow up here and you never know anything different, it's not been taken away from you. It's just something you have to accept. Like I had to accept it was eighteen when I was going out at seventeen. That all makes sense. But what I find is that although it is against the law and people do drink underage in the UK, going off to university when it start when drinking culture really starts to become part of your social mm. like social situations though and it is inevitably everybody begins to drink in university whether they're of age or not it just it's just how it works it's how so- the social structure works having that kind of preparation so even then i was 18 before i went to university for a little while i had the kind of i had like small steps of preparation you know, going on a few nights out with friends to nightclubs seeing the scene and kind of getting an idea for it yeah. whereas here you have to come to college underage and under the assumption that you, you drink like two years before the law, these people that might be 18 in high school still might not have even had a drink of alcohol. So to go from zero to these frat, frat parties, parties where they're yeah. exposed to it everywhere, where point. some people are over 21 and they've already been through it, that jump is really unhealthy and I think I dangerous. I, I'd agree with that. I mean, I'm just thinking from my own like personal experience. Like, So I, I also started drinking underage. Like, uh, yeah. Like 15. Um, See, that's what I'm saying. Like the allegedly. Majo- the majority of people do. But, I mean, I wouldn't say it affected me negatively. You know, like, I wouldn't say my life is worse off. In fact, I don't know, because it's never... And, and, like, my parents, like, just going from, like, a parenting background, like, my parents were always okay with me drinking. But, like, when I'd go out, they'd be like, you know, just have, like... Be careful, be sensible. Two or three, be sensible, and, like, come back sober. That's all we want. Right. And so, like... I could do that, like, still, like, drink a little bit, get a little bit of a buzz going, and then, like, party's over, go home, sober, wake up, everything's fine. So and you I mean, think, like, man, you had a boring childhood. <laughs> <laughs> so you think somebody is mature enough? So, like, I'm somebody's mature enough at 18 to start 
properly drinking. Yeah, I guess it depends on the person as well. But also, again, like it's also like like environmental factors, like what people are doing around you. Yeah. You know, like. But like the what the, the whole basis of my argument is that like I'm making like sort of I think somewhat like a, a valid a valid a valid assumption in that people will break the whole drinking like people aren't going to abstain from drinking until they're legally yeah i'm making the assumption that that's the law and i'm making the assumption that as i feel most people do start drinking before that so if it's 18 people think it's acceptable to start drinking when it's when they're 16 i was 21 like people start thinking like oh a couple of years before maybe 18 19 or something but like the validity of my argument stems from that assumption so right okay but I feel as if it's like a no. I think that's fair. I think that's if, fair. If, uh, that, that's 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 a different question. Is that a a, a a fair assumption to make? Yeah, I'd say so. I think. Uh, or yeah. is that stemmed from the culture that we grew up in? No, I think I, I think it's fair to assume people do drink before. I, I think although it, obviously it's more like it's enforced stronger here. I do think it's safe to say that. I mean, I don't know what the percentages would be, but if you asked, if you got a survey of people drinking underage, I guarantee it would be would be high, seventy percent, I reckon. If you said if you asked a hundred random people in this country how old were when you had your first drink, I reckon everyone like about seventy five to eighty percent would be like before I was twenty one. I'd I'd back that. Yeah, but do you, do you see do you see the point I'm making? It's like right when did you right? So if if in the UK you say right I started drinking when I was sixteen, it's like all oh, right okay right yeah that's two years off the legal drinking age. Um right and then if some if 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 I turned around and said oh, I was fourteen. You'd be like, oh, because that's yeah, four years, yeah, right? Early, yeah. So twenty-one. What's two years from that's Nin- eight, nineteen? 19 yeah. Basically, end of freshman year, like sophomore year. And what's four years from that as well? Like seventeen. So that'd be before college. So, yeah. Do you see what I mean? Do you, do you, do you get? I get, do you get no, what I mean. I and bringing get that up. Where you come from? Um, it's like it's sort of like because twenty-one it sort of becomes more acceptable to drink. When you start drinking, having broken the rules, you're older, and your body's. You're, you're coming at like a health perspective, right? You're yeah, s- yeah. I, well, yeah. Oh, well, uh, yeah, I get, I get where you come from. Then. The health perspective, that makes sense. Okay. But, like, the like. point that you make about going into university, like, uh, like from, like, the socialist perspective is yeah. sort of... It would make me re- reconsider. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, uh, it's in Europe as well. So, like, countries like Germany and France, it's 16 to drink beer and mm. 18 to drink spirits. Yeah. I think, I think they changed yeah. the law now, though. Did they? I think in Germany now, um, it's 18, like, flat. For everything? Yeah. What do you think of that? You're like you're being sixteen and eighteen. Do do you think that was good? A good system? Yeah. I mean, again, like when I would like wh- when I would go for like Christmas dinners, for example, um, in Germany, like it would be totally normal for like my uh, like our family friends to like ask me if I wanted a beer and like. And how old are you at this point? I was like sixteen. I'd be okay, like, right. sure. And my dad would be like, "Okay, fine. Like you can have one." Yeah. And then yeah, I mean, like that sort of like whetted my appetite for it yeah like, but then i guess with if you consider beer as the softer alcoholic drinks when you haven't yeah. spirited 18 that kind of like you, you get great you gradually get into it and i suppose you're just going again like i said earlier zero to 100 from not drinking to going to college yeah. and drinking but then like, you see that point you make about when you're in the family environment right yeah and say like legally it's 18 so like your dad's looking at you you're 16 he's thinking has oh, two years go on ahead son have one do you yeah. think here it's like americans like They'd be like, ah, uh, you're 18, go on ahead. But oh, if they yeah. were 16, 
that's five years off the legal drinking age. Yeah. The parents thinking of yeah. if they start drinking now, there's a longer that's a longer time period in which they can potentially get caught drinking and can get in trouble. Yeah. So they'd probably think if you're a sixteen, no fucking way, don't you touch and, that? And again, it's you know the enforcement so, side of things exactly. Yeah, I just think yeah, the 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 difference in like the social stigma around drinking here is just massively different at home. Um, I think if you're but. But then, like you can't, like as I said, like I'm when I when I make this argument, I'm stripping away the culture towards how the on yeah. also the culture towards how the law is actually enfor- enforced. Yeah. Okay. So basically, the way you're looking at it is like health benefits and just social benefits. It would be better that everyone start drinking at 21. But is then, that how you're looking at it? But then my like not counter- start, not start. I'm saying but if, legally. if that was the legal, if that was the legal age, I'm not saying that's the age people should start drinking. But I'm saying, if that was the age, in my belief, people would start drinking at an older age. Like an 18 or a 19. 17, 18. Yep. It'll be seen more socially acceptable to do that. And there's health benefits associated uh, with that. Uh, you think it would end up being, you, you think that the UK situation of people starting at 16 but being legally 18 would replicate itself here at like 18, 19 to 21. Yeah. And then end up having the same culture just two years later. Well, that and doesn't and matter if the same culture is just the fact like they... Obviously, the culture towards alcohol is gonna like uh, it is. That's a massive factor. So, like in stripping that away, it's like yeah. But then you think because it's happening two years later or whatever, that's better for people's health because people are developing adults because they're more and more developed too and more able. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know, I'm I'm actually I agree with that. Okay, so you want to know why um, the law was adopted? Yeah, it was adopted in 1980. Right, and the reason they did it was because there were like. A high incidence of drunk driving incidents. Yeah, because I know here. Oh. Yeah. And so they try. They thought that by putting it up to twenty-one, they could reduce the number of it, car accidents. Ah. But see, there's not. There's, it's interesting because the culture in Chapel Hill, right? Years ago, I've heard people tell me stories like you can walk up and down Franklin Street, drink away and drink in your hand, like you could get into bars underage, like yeah. no problem, and then. This one kid one day, like I don't, like I, I don't, I don't know if this is one hundred percent true, but um, this is the old wives' tale. Older, underage drinking, got into his whip, drove down the motorway, drove the wrong fucking way. Mm. Seriously, like so that I can understand, like that I heard this, so yeah, that I that probably does. They probably coincide, yeah. So the thing is, it hasn't actually reduced the number of drunk driving incidents. Um, Instead, it's increased the number of underage drink driving <laughs> incidents. <laughs> um, well, sort of. And what's actually ended up happening is that um, the number of like um, incidents in which like people drink too much alcohol, like yeah, have like an excess amount, um, has actually like risen. And so, like, um, where was I going with this? You lost train of thought. Uh, I did lose. My train <laughs> oh of come thought. on! That's are really you basically are you trying to so ba- say yeah, that like the like implementation of the lo- the Im- the introduction of the policy was ineffective? It didn't achieve what they wanted. Essentially, it was ineffective, by my judgment. Right. Um, and there's one more thing. Well, I, I guess gonna, that is ineffective. Ah, okay. So sorry, my bad. Um. Uh. Students. You, you can sort of like derive or like extrapolate from this that students were more likely to binge to have like alcohol binges right um with this law 
what with the really yeah so when it was 18 up until what 1980 did you say yeah 1980 That's and then it was moved to 20 oh fuck yeah intended to diminish the number of traffic deaths caused by young drunk drivers right okay it's a weird one you think you'd like you think with that with that policy making you'd like look at actually the punishment associated with drunk driving did you say these were drunk driving incidents or driving incidents so I've actually provided some fake news here <gasps> um, it succeeded do we have to um, however uh, I, however, oh, however okay 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 where's he going they also added tougher seatbelt and DUI rules oh okay right that had a greater contribution to the decrease so I'm saying right as, okay as the old saying goes it's very hard to establish causation, isn't it? Yeah, correlation does not imply causation. Do you know what I'm saying? However, oh, it is still evidence. But back to my statement, boys. Hit me. Statement. Okay, I'm gonna. I gonna think it fi- I'm gonna be the first person today to say that I am convinced, and I agree that a 21 in this country is a relevant drinking age. Ares is a bit bitter here because he's not 21 for another two weeks. And I would also like to stress, we're not advocating underage drinking here, nor are we promoting it. <laughs> we're just accepting that it exists. Absolutely. Do not drink underage. Do not drink underage. Okay. Even though and you get probably will. And get caught. Yeah. No, yeah, drink don't underage, but don't get caught. Don't get caught. That's don't the, get the caught. advice we're giving. I feel guilt and sympathy at the same time because you were quite lenient with my statement. Well, we need, oh, we we need to be more ruthless. We can't become pushovers, lads. Can't be softies. I disagree. You disagree. I, you think 18's right? I will disagree. I'm going to say that my mind has been changed. I'm looking at it in a very different perspective so yeah, when uh, you've brought uh, that up. I'm, yeah, I so like, wrap my head around it. Originally, I was just look, considering it as UK culture. Imagine being 18 in the UK and not being able to drink. But in this country, I think in this country it applies. And I'm going to say if James's point is that 21 is the right age for America, I agree. I'm... See, I knew it because you you like two weeks off. You can't drink, man. As, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I have been raging. <laughs> oh, no, no, you, you might have been. No, as 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 we don't want to be hypocrites. As we well, we did we did get caught. I got caught here actually, but <laughs> I, um, got I got caught and nothing too. happened. I won't. Uh, um, <laughs> I will advocate like yeah, give give Andre's drinking a rattle, but just um. Don't get caught doing it, don't folks. Caught, yeah. Unless you're in the UK, uh, where nobody these gives are a the fuck. Views. These, are, these views are our own and not those of the University of Chapel Hill. <laughs> University yes. of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, should I say. Yeah, these are these are our views. Yes. We, so should, yeah. we should really have used the word allegedly a lot more. This allegedly. Get allegedly. Some, get some trouble, yeah. If you just throw the allegedly word in there, you can get away with saying it. Oh, yeah, because then... Oh, yeah, because it adds yeah. a bit of... This, yeah, this show is brought to you by... Allegedly. Allegiance, eh. Allegiance. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, sorry. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't brought by them. Oh, no, fuck that. Indeed, use, like indeed, well. indeed use any other form of airline transportation. <laughs> Allegiance. All right. You ever watch them Sky Sports News where <laughs> you're sitting on a Specsavers, Jeff? Oh, yeah, I know. And Jeff turns out and goes, or indeed any other leading. All right. So those were our three statements. Yeah. I believe I was served a strike. You were. Served a strike. You were well, served a strike. You were so you were. Yeah, you were. We we was your strike served based off like you have like based off the constitution. Oh no! Because I, I we didn't actually give you a strike for disagreeing. No, I was I was saying that my strike was because I was in the minority on disagreeing yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Ah, James, you've gone a week without strikes. It looks like ah, strike yeah. f- strike free. That's pretty pretty good. Yeah. So who lost the day then? Uh, I got. It's a draw. I think I got one, and you got one. Yeah, so. 
Either way, though, we didn't get three, so it's not up. So do I have to think of a punishment for both you boys? No. I think I think we need to get three strikes before. Yeah, it's three strikes in a podcast. Oh, oh, and man. three strikes in one. Because if you if you get three strikes in a podcast, you must be a proper dick. Tell so you what, we <laughs> could make. <laughs> then you're worthy of punishment. That means we can make Morgan. the punishment a lot more oh, fucking absolutely. ruthless yeah. if they're more rare. And if we decide to make like an Instagram or something for this, we can video them on there or whatever. Mm. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think an Instagram will be in the works. That could be good, Ooh. man. All right, so get involved, yeah. Before we cap things off, uh, we can do a quick update of what's going on around the campus this week. Sounds good. All right. So tomorrow, UNC Georgia Tech basketball game. Yeah, be there, right. be away, away, from, away from home. Wait, is it away home? From home? Yeah, away from yeah. home. Yeah. We'll be watching it. Yeah, in a bar at, <laughs> at, at 21, of course, not <laughs> under 21. Are we? I'll be watching uh, it. Probably. I'll be in there. Not drinking, though. I'll be watching it. Athlete. Yeah, mate. <laughs> Back in the game. <laughs> Return of the Mac. Uh Speaking of which, Michael has started his football career. I have. I was injured all of last semester. Got got on the old NHS when I was at home. Got the Mac nice, got some nice free healthcare. He's back. And I'm, uh, I'm back in the game. Back training. A lot of fun. Very happy to be back. Played a game on Saturday in a Hispanic side. Couldn't communicate with half my team. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, management. Yeah. I'm so good to be back playing. Love it's it. hard enough you and an English team lad with that fucking accent. Oh yeah, no must be struggling. Must be looking like what the fuck. Yeah, Spanish one's <laughs> probably not. James has got some boxing training this week. You got yeah. 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 Update up. us on your on your yeah. athletic career. So, um, the boxers were in Seattle. Yeah. On Friday. It was Shout last Friday. James didn't travel with a wrist injury. I didn't. Self-inflicted. Yet to go. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder how you got that. Oh, no. Keep it clean. <laughs> Keep it clean. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully, 16th of February, providing this wrist injury uh, clears up. Sounds good, man. I'll have to update when that happens. Yes. Deliver me uh, a W on my birthday. Uh, or has you got any uh, articles coming up? Valentine's Day. I do. So, I have I've uh, released an article Yes. Well. It was published last night. Nice. Came out in the paper today. Oh, it's all about nice. school calendars. So, D- did you mention you why there wasn't enough it? holiday in the spring season? <laughs> Literally, get one week off. Bullshit. <laughs> I want more. I want more. <laughs> <laughs> so that's in the Daily Tar Heel. Uh, you can either get a paper copy, find it online. I'll have an article out tomorrow, hopefully. Yeah, nice. Everything goes to plan. Yeah, we're not affiliated um, with the Daily Tar Heel, but we're not we turned aren't. down association. <laughs> it's <laughs> a good read. Yeah, it's a good read. It's a solid, you know? it's a solid it's the only read. paper in the town. Eh, it's a good read. <laughs> um, yeah, they've got they've got the market, haven't they? Yeah, but that is that's the updates, aren't they? Pretty I good think, stuff. I think that's all the updates. Nice. Um, well, that's just round so off. So, who wants to take us home? I'll go on, Mike. Come here, take us home. Go on. All right, thanks very much for listening. If you want to check us out, we should be on Spotify. I'm potentially going to get it shared on other forms of podcast sharing media. Find us on Podbean. There's a a podcast on YouTube. John (laughs) C. If we end up on Spotify, we'll be sharing on Facebook, probably Instagram as well. Um, Hopefully, going to get some shout outs on some Instagram pages on campus. Try and get our names out there, and we're going to be coming out every week. Um, We're recording most Mondays or Fridays when we've got a full schedule yet. But it'll be weekly, and we'll be. Get, get those notifications turned on and get listening, shall we, mate? Get, yeah. get, get these accents out here because we're not wasting our breath, you know what I mean? So, this is the week. start of our journey. Yep. See you next week. See you next week. Bye bye.